Blog Talk Radio. Hi. Oh. Hi. Welcome everyone to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Laura, I heard you calling me. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I just, it went dead for a second. I was like, oh, oh my. <laughs> no, what's happening? But hi, everybody. Welcome hi. to Pet Psychic Radio. <laughs> Pet Psychic Radio Day. Yay. So exciting. <laughs> you know, I was thinking the other day, does Storm King have a Facebook page? No, he doesn't. Do you think he should? I think he should. Does he want one? Well, Remy, I don't know if this is where I'm going with that. I feel a little bit guilty having a Facebook page for one of my animals, but not all of them. Yeah, that's true. The thing is, though, I feel like because Storm King, it's like he has a lot of things to say. And I know your other animals do, too. But he's kind of like a really good spokesperson. I don't know, he's this little guru. He's so cute. Did I tell you, did I say this last week about how I took him to the convention center, to the to the Holistic Expo? No. How was oh my that? Gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, first of all, you all are just going to die about cute little Storm King. Because, okay, so we I took him down. He's listening. I took him down to the Holistic Expo, and uh, Tora put on this, like, she had all these great speakers, and it was this huge event. It was really awesome. And I did a couple of talks, and Stormy was going to come so that he could be part of my talk, and he also was at my booth. Well, um so, you know, Stormy is 13, so he has a harder time walking around. So he has a stroller, this really cool, like, off-road stroller. Are you still there? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, it was just silent. <laughs> I was like, listening. not laughing at the stroller? <laughs> <laughs> so, I I know about the stroller, so. Oh, okay. So we put Stormy, I put Stormy in the stroller, and pretty much for three days he, like, was in the stroller. I mean, he would walk around a little bit in the convention center, but I was so thankful I had it. And Storm was, like, amazing. He was doing psychic readings for people. Like, and they weren't coming from me. Like, I could not psychically read people, but Stormy was saying things. Like, Stormy met this one woman. We just absolutely loved her. I'll post pictures of uh, her name is Marianne. And he was, like, saying things about her cat in heaven and who her cat was with in heaven. And um, and then, you know, I was walking through the convention center, and people were like, oh, yeah, you're the pet psychic with the dog in the stroller. And this one guy was like, <laughs> Sorry, that that sounds like. Yeah, you're right. And he's this one man. He's like seven. He's he was like, oh yeah, you're the pet psychic. And he's like, I don't believe in that stuff. And um, I was like, okay, well, you know, you're allowed to not believe in that. And and Stormy kept staring at him. I was like, I was like, you want to say you're from Stormy? He's like, all right. So Stormy's like. There's this beautiful woman in heaven that tells you you're such a good chess chessboard player, and his face sort of dropped, and he was like, "I don't believe in that stuff." I was like, "Well, if I had a beautiful woman following me around in heaven, I would, I would choose to believe it." And so then he goes, "Okay, okay, I believe it. I believe it." So then we, Stormy and I, had to take the elevator. Up and he took the escalator. And so when I get out, we need to wait at the elevator for a little while. And then when I get out of the elevator, he's waiting there with his wife. <laughs> he's like, "Have Stormy read my wife." Then Stormy read his wife, and Stormy was telling her that she should do something with her hands, like writing or croquet or something. Or <laughs> and then um, later on, they're like trying to find us in the convention center to take pictures of themselves with Stormy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, he is a star 
And you people, I think the the people want Storm King, and he needs a Facebook page. All right, Stormy, honey, what do you think about this? Stormy, do you want a Facebook page? <laughs> he says, of course I do, Mom, but that sounds like a lot of work. It does <laughs> sound like a lot of work. You could post, like, one a day. We could do it on the phone. What do you think? I think it would be very popular. <laughs> I hope so, Stormy. I think it would be really cool. Also, I think it would be cool um, if we got people writing into our radio show, like a Dear Stormy, like a column, and we could pick one a week, and then like maybe Storm could you know, answer their question. Yeah, what do you think about that? I've been waiting all my life for something like that. All <laughs> your life? I think it's a great idea. What do you guys think, uh, our listeners? (laughs) Oh, I, very clever. He says that we could have guest visitors on the page, and that could be um, our other animals. That's true. That is great. That would be awesome. I mean, Laura, I know you have a lot going on, and this also affects you, (laughs) so I don't want to make more work for you, but I just think it would be so cool. Yeah, all right. We'll start it up. Maybe we'll start it today. I don't know. Uh, Listeners who are in our chat room, let us know what you guys think of this. Would you want to see Storm King have a Facebook page or a Twitter account, something like that, where you you could hear whatever, one of his words of wisdom every day? You know, it would be kind of cool. You can communicate, send, you know, send messages to Storm King. I don't know. I think it's a great idea. So cute. I just love that little bugger. Should have seen him in that stroller all weekend long. Yeah, and I got over the whole fact of, like, I'm pushing a gigantic dog in a stroller, sort of. Now it's just natural. But for a while, it was like, okay, I, I don't know. This is a little bit hard to do, I feel like. You know, the four-year-old that doesn't have kids is pushing the dog in the stroller. <laughs> I like I like how people come up to you and say, like, oh, you're the pet psychic who pushes the dog in the stroller. Yeah. <laughs> Just sounds totally crazy. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It cracks me up. <laughs> What's funny, I don't know. I don't, it's funny to me because, you know, when you just say something like that, it sounds really funny to, like, <laughs> an average person. <laughs> but to me, it's completely normal. It's totally normal. Life of a pet psychic. Uh, let's take some calls, shall we? Okay, let's do it. Okay, here we go. Uh, caller number 9495. That's your last four digits, 9495. We're going to take your call first. Um, please, for our listeners, when you come on, let us know just go right into your animal's name and what kind of species they are. Are they alive? Are they dead? What do they look like? And let's stick to one theme, one question. We, you know, we have a lot of callers, so we want to get to as many as possible. So 9495, you're on the air. Hi, Laura. It's Janine with Kenzie and Tasha. Oh, hi there. How are you? Good. I've tried a couple times to get on, and I'm ne- I'm shocked. I'm actually on with you. <laughs> um, so, anyway, obviously Tasha, you know, passed away a year ago, February, and Kenzie is now seven months old. Can you believe it? Wow. And um, she's doing great. She's fixed. Hips are X-rayed. They're perfect. She's just growing and great. And I just kind of um, wanted to know if there's anything that um, Kenzie and or Tasha because I know there's Tasha in Kenzie, um, mm. want to let me know. And if she's happy and and oh, okay. uh, things are good. Okay, and for all of you out there, she's a Labrador. Oh, sorry, forgot that part. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I know, so you figured I knew, but. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell my mom I want to do the roundabout training. Do you know what that is? Is it like healing around you? I think it's probably the agility. It's so much fun. I've already done a little bit of it. Have you done a little bit of agility? 
She did it, just a very tiny bit of it in the um, Puppy Academy class. You don't understand. It's like what I'm meant to do. <laughs> I want to do it. more. I need. I want to do more swimming. I need swimming, practice. Yeah. I don't have it down perfectly yet. The other thing I want to tell you, Mom, that my love for you is huge. And at nighttime, I want three bowls of different kinds of foods. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. She has got the most energy of any dog I have ever seen. I cannot wear her out. I do my best to wear her out morning, noon, and night. And oh, that's so interesting. Maybe that's why agility would be good for her because that that would wear right. out and her body. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, she's just she is so busy, and I'm everything. You know, but she's very social. She's good with all dogs. She seems to love them all. But I need her to come to me. When she sees another dog across the park, that's what I'm working on. When I say no, that means you stay with me. You can go wherever you want as long as you come immediately when I call you. When she calls me, she's not saying, let's keep running. No. What, what does she say when I call her that says that you're not keeps saying running. let's keep running? Let's keep running. <laughs> no, I'm Let's telling you to come back. Let's keep running. That's all she hears. <laughs> running. <laughs> well, listen up. <laughs> I'm just hearing her own voice, not yours. I'm not. I, I, I'm I, I, I believe that. And I think this is important for everybody because come is like a big. Um, you know, it's it's a very serious. Come can save their life. So, well, yeah. So what's really important to tell them is that humans can sometimes see things that dogs can't see. And right. when they're chasing something like a squirrel or they're running after for a friend or something, your human might be able to see something in the environment that could actually really hurt you, like an aggressive dog scoping you out or a car that's about coyotes or coyotes exactly and so so those things are really dangerous and what you can all do is sort of like picture them running or chasing after something and tell them they're in danger that i can see and then show them each little danger and then say and there's more than that so you can show them a coyote kind of popping out out of nowhere or a car hitting her and and her really being hurt so it's really really important that you always come when i call you now I used to have a wolf hybrid who just, like, thought calm was ridiculous, and she was so prey-driven that she would, like, chase mountain lions. And and um, and what I would do for her was I would actually whisper calm. Like, I wouldn't scream it because sometimes when you scream it, they, like, just tune it out. But I found it. <laughs> yeah, like a kid. Yeah, but if I whispered it to her and I actually pictured in my head, literally like a brick wall slamming down in front of her, she would stop and come around, but I come back. But I would really have to visualize that brick wall in front of her stopping her and then telling her to come back and then praise them for when they come, of course. Well, that's a good idea. The other thing is I tell her when I give her treats, you know, and, and some I do with training, some I just give her, you know, I always say gentle, gentle, and she just, if I put my hand down below her mouth with it open, she's gentle, mm. obviously, it's easy. Mm. But when I have it kind of where they can just pop out, she just she's so quick to grab. And if there's any other people around or I'm outside someplace, she's just like, she acts like it's her last meal. But she doesn't do that mm-hmm. at home. Mm, okay. And I don't know, I've tried putting stuff on a spoon to kind of make her like lick, lick, and then, okay, you can have it or drop. But I don't want to drop her treats on the ground, especially when I'm outside. Oh. Do a leave teach a leave it and, and then the take, like like a leave it even when you're out. Like put a show her the treat and say leave it and then get her kind of 
um, focused and then say take. But let me tell her she needs to be gentle or she's going to hurt someone. Okay. I never hurt anyone. One time I thought I was going to knock someone down, and I felt so bad because they, like, lost their balance. Well, I'm going to tell her that she because got they what? They lost her ba- their balance. Oh. I love treats. I mean, I really. <laughs> you got to be gentle, but gentle. Okay. Thanks for calling in. Well, thank you, Laura. Yeah, it's thank good you to so talk much. to you guys. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll keep listening. <laughs> okay, yeah, please do. <laughs> Spread the word. Yeah, spread the word, everyone. Listen, have your friends listen. Oh, um, by the way, to all of our listeners who might not know, we also have our own uh, Pet Psychic Radio Facebook page that you can go to, uh, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. And you can hit like if you like us. If you listen to us, tell your friends, anyone who might like uh, animals and pet psychics and psychic stuff and all that. So check it out. Uh, Today we have a very special guest uh, for our rescue portion of the Pet Psychic Radio Show. We're very excited to have uh, Martine from the Wildlife Way Station. Martine Collette, welcome to our show. Well, thank you very much. How lovely to be here. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here with us. So tell us a little bit about Wildlife Way Station and how and why it got started. The Wildlife Way Station started, um, I took my first animal in 1969 um, yeah. because it was very, very popular to have exotic animals as pets in those days. Mm-hmm. And no one really considered what happens when an exotic animal becomes an unwanted pet. It's not like you can just send it to a shelter. And so from those humble beginnings, we have now had 76,000 animals pass through our hands. Wow. Our primary mission is to rescue, rehabilitate, provide medical treatment, and provide either permanent home or release back into the wild for all wild and exotic animals. And what type of animals uh, do you have or are rescued there? We have anything from chimpanzees and grizzly bears and Kodiaks and big pythons. You know, people purchase their little snakes, but they have a tendency to grow up under good care. And all of a sudden, the small snake is now becoming a danger to the young owner, and so the parents generally prefer to place the snake, the large snake somewhere and get the child a smaller snake because it's now dangerous for, for the child. So we get a lot of large snakes. Uh, we have wolves and tigers and lions and leopards and mountain lions and bobcats and caracals and servals, leopard, I mean, alligators, crocodiles, and it just goes on. I mean, anything that people can get their hands on, we have had come through our hands or have here right now. And you said that m- many of them come from people who had exotic or wild animals as Pets, um, how, how, how else are animals uh, rescued there? Where else do they come from? Uh, people who might be taking a walk um, in the national park or they might be in the park or in the forest, they'll find an animal that has been injured. Or they think in the case of fawns, they will be hiking in the mountains and they'll find a fawn laying somewhere close by where they could see it. And they think it's been abandoned. And, of course, they pick it up and they bring it here and then we have to ask them where did you pick it up from and we have to take it back there because the mother will be back. And so one of the things we tell people, unless you really see injuries or great distress in a wild animal out there, do not pick it up. Its mother Mm -hmm. is probably somewhere close by. So Mm -hmm. animals that come from the wild, uh, California landscape, and all those animals are returned back to the wild. I see. Mm-hmm. And do you uh, have animals only from California, or do they come from all over the place? They can come from all over the place. Oh, wow. And where are you located? We are in the Angeles National Forest, northeast of uh, San Fernando Valley, I northeast see. of Los Angeles. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, we hear a lot about uh, people keeping exotic and wild animals as pets, but you, uh, the Wildlife Way Station, what do you recommend people do about this? Do you say they should or should not have exotic animals as pets? You know, exotic, that's a very, very complicated question to ask Mm -hmm. because the minute I say don't keep exotic animals as pets, there will be five people jumping up and saying, but, Mm -hmm. you know, my uncle had this and it was wonderful and my grandmother had that and it was terrific. So I will speak in generalities. Normally, Mm -hmm. under normal circumstances, exotic animals do not make good pets. Mm -hmm. Um. Let's talk about something like a lion. Someone purchases a baby lion. It is adorable. It is eight weeks old. The neighborhood is just thrilled to have such a new addition to their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Kids come by. Everybody's on the floor playing with the baby lion. They take pictures and so on. As months go by, the same lion, who is now 150 pounds and is now looking at their kids like their lunch, yeah. the neighborhood is no longer enamored with that pet. Right, right. By the time a lion grows up, it can be anywhere from 350 to 600 pounds. That is not something you want to have living next door to you because you're not comfortable with that, even if it's sitting in a steel cage. But then what kind of a life is that for a lion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, it, and even small animals. You know, you talk about monkeys. People love monkeys. I, I always recommend to people, you know, if you really feel that maternal tug in your heart, adopt a child or have a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you will get a lot more out of it, and the monkey will be able to be what it should be, a monkey. Mm. Monkeys learn by learning from other monkeys. You know the old-fashioned expression about monkey see, monkey do? That's how monkeys learn. Mm. When a small monkey is brought into a household and it is raised like a human being, it's going to pick up all kinds of mannerisms and behaviors trying to fit in to mm-hmm. your life. But that monkey is still a monkey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never going to be anything else but a monkey. And mm-hmm. sooner or later, as it matures and it becomes sexually active and wanting to become an adult and move on with its life, it's going to get possessive about members of its family. For example, if it is a female monkey, she may challenge the wife for the affection of the husband. Right. Because they're looking for partnership and companionship. Mm -hmm. And it can be vice versa. Right. And that generally ends up being a disaster in a normal family because being attacked by a monkey is not something that people feel comfortable with. Right. Exotic animals, under normal circumstances, do not make good pets. They shouldn't be pets. They mm-hmm. have a life. They have their own dignity. Um, they certainly need to be in and around us so that the world understands how beautiful they are, how mm-hmm. amazing they are, and so that people will find it in their hearts and in their minds to protect the habitat where these animals come from. Right. Mm-hmm. Those things are yeah. important. Yeah, right. Today we're going to be talking to Tiger, who is a tiger. Tiger's ti- name is Tiger, is that correct? No, Tiger's name is Drifter. Oh, Drifter. Okay, I think I thought that his name was Tiger. Okay, so Drifter. Tell us a little bit about Drifter and how uh, he came and he came to the Wildlife Way Station. Drifter came, um, he was purchased by a drug um Group, a drug uh, selling. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they sell, they run, or what. What do you call a, a group of people who sell drugs? Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, yeah. Um, they purchased him as a potential guard dog for their uh, business, yeah. and of course, that didn't work out. The authorities got a wind of that. The people went to jail, and the tiger needed a place to come, and the wildlife way station was there, and. 
he came to us. How old was he when he came to you? He was about somewhere between five months, six oh, months of age, um, somewhere there. Yeah. How do you find, like, I'm so curious, like, I think it's so amazing what you do, and how do you feel, like, how do the animals adjust when they come? I mean, I know everybody is probably different, but is it, I would imagine that so many of them would have had, like, some things that are traumatic that happened in their life. Do you do you find that there's a period that um, it takes them to adjust, and is there an average period for that? There is no average period. Um, I'm constantly surprised about wild animals' philosophy. They're, they're extremely philosophical about life in general. You know, mm. they have a nice place to live. They've got food on the table. They can relax and sleep in, in mm. comfort. Um, most animals settle in very, very quickly. Mm. I have had animals that have had a very difficult time settling in, but that generally happens when an animal has been kept in a garage all of its life and never saw mm-hmm. the outside. Right. You know, or they've been kept in a fenced-in area in a yard where they've never been exposed to anything else like cars or other animals or dogs mm-hmm. or horses or other people. Those right. have had a hard time adjusting. Yeah, that makes sense. But other than that, most animals are resilient, um, very, very forgiving. Mm. Very and all forgiving. this word is out, too, that they're at a really safe place, you know, that they probably all know when they come there that the other animals may help them adjust, you know, that they'll get their Possible. needs met and they'll be well taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very possible. Yeah, is there anything that you want to ask, Drifter? Is there any, um, are there any questions that you've been wondering about? No, I mean, Drifter's been here for most of his life, um, mm. so I pretty much know Drifter very yeah. well. But you may want to ask something of Drifter. I mean, I'm not even sure what to ask him. Yeah, well, I can ask him. Like, do you feel comfortable with me asking him what does he think of the way station and, and if there's anything that he'd like me to tell you? That would be wonderful also. Okay, okay, let me get him. He's so beautiful. He says he's been thinking a lot about it. Well... A drifter is now 15 years of age, and um, I've been responsible for him for all of his adult life. And oh. you know, it's um, we've certainly done our best. Yeah, he said to make sure um, the drifter was happy yeah. and healthy. He says it's normal. He's had a very for- traumatic beginning because they they declawed him. Oh. And when they declaw, they produce a lot of pain in their feet forever mm-hmm. after. Yes, it's true. I mean, even the domestic cats, they can have, like, tingling in their feet and nerve damage, and then it also hurts their backs. A yeah. lot of the um, a lot of the domestic cats I've spoken to have that problem with being declawed. Oh, wait, he'll hold on. He's saying something. Yeah, it it bothers me that he's got some pain periodically, and I know that he does. But there is very little that can be done about it. We have done reconstructive surgery on him and have removed Uh most of the problems. But there still exists, you know. Okay, here, let me see what he says. Hold on. I want to tell her that I know that they're helping me. They'll do anything for us. If there's a problem, it just takes a lot of minds to think about the solution. But I've seen it over and over. I notice if an animal gets stressed in one area, and if they do, they'll figure out why. And they always watch our diet. And they make sure they get the best foods for us. So many of us 
didn't get fed the right food before. We always have good water. I don't know if I'd rather be in the wild. That actually scares me a little bit. I know I'm supposed to be, but I feel not independent enough. I think I was supposed to be here. I want to tell Martine. I know sometimes that your heart gets hurt. And I want you to know that some angry people will always stay angry. And you can't always change them. But I also want to tell you that you've made such a big difference. And we all know that you never stop learning. You keep researching and researching, and you'll always create a better way if there is one. That's so sweet. Do you believe that that's true? I believe that's true, yes. Mm. Absolutely, I believe that's true. Uh, I don't have anybody in this facility who doesn't do 100% of everything that can be done to make their lives better. Yeah. I'm glad that he feels this way. Yeah, one of the things, like, for me, who's spoken to a lot of animals and sort of spoken to a lot of animals in rescue and um, and even a lot of animal trainers and behaviorists, there's something about what I see your facility and the his caretakers um, that is pretty exceptional. It's, it's like, partially, like, you do what, what I can do, too, but also you're so good at reading their body language that it's something just a little bit askew that is caught pretty fast. And that, we like, I like to think that that's a natural talent for, for people, you know, like that's the norm, but it isn't, even in really good rescues where they really mean the best. So it's nice for me to see that that they all, that through his eyes, he feels like if just a little thing went wrong, you would notice quickly. Nice. You know, one of the most important things in the animal business and why it is so important to have truly experienced people um, looking at these animals uh, um, throughout the day because nature has created wild animals to protect themselves. If they show any sign of illness or weakness, they themselves will expose themselves to danger. And Mm -hmm. so they camouflage all their illnesses very well or their injuries as well as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's important that people who care for them are experienced to pick up on the small little tiny signs that they will give out. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course everything here is charted, you know, their urine and then their feces and the food taken in and the food to, that is uh, not taken in and that kind of a thing. Anyway, I'm glad oh. that he's happy. And yeah. Martine, tell us how can our listeners and how can we help the Wildlife Way Station and keep it going? Well, uh, the listeners, of course, can join the Wildlife Way Station. They can sponsor Drifter, as they can sponsor many, many other animals. Uh, that information is available at www.wildlifewaystation.org. Or if they would like to do just a quick help to us, they can text WILDLIFE20222 and give us a $10 donation right away. And that also helps to feed an animal for the day. Awesome. So for all you listeners, please, please, please help out the Wildlife Waste Station. It's a great organization. And thank you, Martin, so much for being on our show. We really, yeah, really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. So, Martin, I want to say one more thing. He... um. He's saying something that he wants to play with, like a ball or something, and I almost think it's a watermelon. Did he ever <laughs> given him that? He's been given watermelons. He's been big, big, given big pumpkins. 
Oh, he destroys yeah, he a watermelon much faster than <laughs> he destroys the pumpkins. That's what it is. That's hilarious. And then also he has, I wouldn't call it pain, but it's like a discomfort on his back left. I think it's the bottom tooth. And um, and it's like putting a little strain on his neck, too, there. Back left? Yes, the back left. The, I think it's the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we will take a look. <laughs> Thank Martin, you so much, Martin. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank Amazing. you, ladies. God bless. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Martine Collette from the Wildlife Way Station. Go to wildlifewaystation.org, and we had Drifter the Tiger. Uh, again, you can text uh, WILDLIFE20222, and uh, you can help out that way as well. We'll have all this information available on thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com. You can go there later on. We'll also have it posted on all of our Facebook page and all that stuff. So... Let's get to some callers. Uh, let's see here. 8959, you're on the air. Oh, Hello? hi. Hi so there. I finally got a hold of you guys. <laughs> uh, I'm calling about a cat that um, I rescued. It's been about, gosh, I'd say two and a half years um, from the pound, and he's Persian. And um, he walks with a limp. And I'm not exactly sure what happened to him prior to us adopting him. There was really not any information. Um, but he he just, he's very quiet. And he's mm-hmm. almost person-like. Um, I just wondered if maybe you could ask him if he's, you know, if he's in pain or if he's okay or what happened to him. Yeah, sure. So tell me, what what color is he? He is, um, uh, I think they call it a blue point. I'm not sure. It's kind oh. of a silky shade. Okay. And what's his name? His name is Lucian. Oh, cute. And um, what leg is it that he's limping on? Um, it appears to be the left back leg. Okay. Okay, let me get Lucian. My family is really nice to me. I have a hard time hearing sometimes. It's like my ears get clogged. I think I only hear a little bit. It's more, my back left leg is more from my back. I feel crooked in my lower back. not really pain, but it has periods of pain. The other thing that I want to tell my mom, I like music and reading time. I really like it when my people get smarter. (laughs) Do you? Do you read a lot or study? <laughs> well, we just got back to school today. Maybe that's what he means. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So my daughter's always trying to get my son to read, so maybe he's always in the middle of that argument when it happens. <laughs> oh, what is what is she what is she doing? She's trying to get your son to read. She's trying to get my son to read. He's developmentally disabled, and sometimes he can be a little lazy, and she always, um, you know, tries to get him to read, and they fight oh. about it all the time. Oh, I think that's sweet. So he's saying that he thinks that it's great that she's doing that and that he likes it to watch, to watch his brother get smarter. That's really that's beautiful. That's sweet. And also... My sister can be a little sassy. Uh Uh-huh. But when she's sassy, it's not mean. She is the gift of seeing. I don't know what that means exactly. 
his eyes are kind of um, goofy too. Like it's like when you call his name, he kind of he doesn't focus completely. It's like he's looking into space or something. Oh, and he doesn't sound like he hears all that well either. My eyes are a little bit crooked too, but it doesn't bother me. Is he sad that that he's? I mean, does he seem? Is he happy it's, here? Yeah, it's actually. I almost wonder about getting him adjusted because maybe that is a big part of his problem. Um, by a chiropractor, I might try that. He sounds happy to me. Sounds really um, like I have a feeling that his internal world is more upbeat than his outer world because he he seems um, really sort of spunky. Yeah, I'm really happy. I don't have any complaints about my family. I heard that large tiger. When that large tiger was talking, I thought to myself, he probably has very strong breath. I thought to myself, I wouldn't get close to him. You know, it's funny because people have been telling me that their animals are listen to the show. And they'll be like, I swear my animal knows your voice and starts listening to the show. Like, they'll come in and they'll start listening. And I hear that, too. I hear people saying that, like, their animal, like, a lot of cats and stuff will jump up onto the desk and, like, sit by the computer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've heard that from people, too. I know, it was wild. I think they totally get it, all of them. <laughs> so neat. It was so cute. He was listening to the tiger talking. <laughs> I bet he would have really strong breath, you know, like like the intensity of his breathing. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. <laughs> Finally Aww. got through. I love it. Um <laughs> I know we have so many callers, so callers, please uh, keep trying us. Thank you for being patient. You know, we try to get as, get to as many as we can per show. We only have an hour. So here we go, rolling right along to our next caller, 6284, 6284. You're on the air. Who is your animal? My animal is here next to the computer. <laughs> the show. Molly was a really tragic rescue initially with her littermates and um but she came to be with me even though she'd been spoken for otherwise but it worked out and I'm tickled that she's here that was about 8 years ago she okay. has always been a really big girl is she a cat no no she's right here oh uh, what kind oh, of animal uh, what horny? species is she Forty cat, about eight years old, and she's always been a real big girl, you know, very physically large. And for a while, she was actually obese, and now she has lost almost half her body weight. Um, and just in the past year, I it, she just seems to have, you know, been losing even more mass. But I had her checked last week. They ran blood work. They said everything's good and that she had not lost any more weight for at least a year. I have to say, she's saying to me, I'm not big anymore, like while you're talking. No, she's not. not big anymore. She's not big anymore. I'm actually getting really thin. I'm actually much more agile. I actually feel really good. Oh, okay. So she's not, like, trying to tell me that she's ill or in pain or anything? I think ill is when you feel worse than you did before. Okay. And I actually feel better. All right. Though I do have an issue, it has to do with the water. The water? Okay. I don't like my whiskers touching the side. Hmm. I want a wide water bowl. And I also want kibble, 
And she wants the kibble that tastes not dusty or not flaky. I don't know what she's actually wanting. Well, she's the one that dictates all the the prescription, like, science diet food in the house because she's the one with the genetic disorder, the, oh. the cysteine crystal um, genetic disorder. So she has to have the lower protein formula ID. And so that's what it they really all get. It really is not good tasting, though. I know. But it's kept her going. Do you know what licking rug would be like? That's like my kibble. Oh, I know. I'm sure it's awful, but... So, um... She does get the canned formula of that same brand, though. Oh, she does? Oh, yeah. So, I'm not... They share a water bowl that's about a foot wide, so I don't know what she's complaining about. Oh, I think... And there are other cats in the house, you said? Oh, yeah. She's one of 11. Oh, I think that there's other hair in the in the bowl, in the water bowl, and she doesn't like that. Mm, no. Um, yeah, there must be, because she is, because uh, uh, when she first told me about it, I saw cat hair, like, around the sides, and then she was talking that she doesn't like her whiskers, so she's probably saying she doesn't like the whiskers touching any cat hair. Because oh, I only had two cats. And there can be cat hair in the water bowl after one day. So I could sort of know what she's saying. I don't know. Like I say, that because of infection, you know, secondary infection, that, that's scrupulously sterilized twice a day. Yeah. Well. So, I don't know. I mean, I'll watch it, but it that just is not. I don't know where she's getting that. I mean, if it were the litter box issues that are shared, that I could understand. The water bowl. Mom, I don't, it's I don't the water. Yeah. You know, water. Well, I'll out some more bowls. Maybe she'll get get one of her own in the process. There you go. <laughs> but I'm, I was concerned about the cysteine crystal issue because it's really hard to um, to monitor with multiple pets. Yeah. Well, she seems to be feeling pretty good. Yeah. Oh, she's very active. It's just the yeah. significant weight loss, and she's already lost most most of her teeth, you know, due to gum disease. Uh, oh, you know, right. a lot of dental. And um, so, I know that you probably really trust your vet, and you have to, of course, you have to do what you have to do. Um, but I'm not a huge people might know this. I'm not a huge fan of science diet. I don't think that it's very nutritious. Mm-hmm. So. Um, maybe you could look into a more natural food that would be good for that disorder. We can try. And Yeah, and maybe even contact Stella and Chewy's. It's a freeze-dried raw, and uh, it's a really high-quality food, and mm-hmm. perhaps that would help her. The problem with science diet is that, um, is that very oftentimes they have chicken byproducts or some type of byproduct, which is like, Geeks and talons of like factory farm chickens, and um, it's just it's just not a and they oftentimes will use like white rice, which is just a filler, so it's not no. the best food. No, this is the yeah I understand the prescription formula though of the science diet is because of the ratio of protein that she can't digest. Yeah, right. That's why I say to maybe contact Stella and Chewy's or or go into an all-natural pet store and ask them because we've gone pretty far in pet food these days. So there might be something that's high-quality food that will match what she needs. Right. Well, like I say, it saved her life is getting her onto, you know, a formula that... um, Yeah, and thank thank goodness for that. Lower... Protein and such, and ironically, it's the one that um, the the one that had the chronic diarrhea when he first was rescued here when he was on death's door. Um, we tried every formula possible to get his chronic diarrhea cleared up and all that kind of stuff. And putting him on that same ID that mm. Molly needed cleared it up in 24 hours, and he's never had a problem since. So. Uh-oh. That's so good to hear. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. you've had it. I'm experience. sure it's not very tasty, and having a, having to have it every day is probably, you know, not real fun. But hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well tr- definitely check out that. Uh, yeah, 
definitely check out that the Stella and Chewies, right, Laura, that you were saying? Yeah. You had recommended that to me, and I actually saw that uh, saw that brand at that, you know, that chain Three Dog Bakery? Oh, yeah, that's a great chain. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I we walked in there the other day, John, my husband and I walked in there and we saw that brand and I was telling him, "Oh, that's the brand Laura was suggesting." <laughs> so, we were checking that out and seeing um if they had anything for our cat who also has uh, you know, a protein pro- like kidney problems, so we have to have a low uh, protein diet. Right. Um, but they didn't they only had dog food there. So, well, they didn't so. have the kitty ones there. Yeah, I'm going to have to contact them because that's, you know, that is, uh, that would be really cool if they had something yeah, that would specialize for that. to hear what they say if Stella and Chewy's is good for that. Yeah, or maybe they're, maybe there will be, they'll be working on a new recipe or something yeah, for that. A company. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, let's go. Should we, okay, we have, what, nine minutes? Is that too short, you think, for another caller? No, we can go quick. Okay, so next caller, seventy six fifty four, we'll get you on, but it's gonna have to be like a two minute segment. <laughs> so here we go. Who is your pet? Go seventy six fifty four. Hey, uh, my pet is Kira. Uh, she is um, a rescue, um, under two years old. Um, thought she was like a lab pit mix. That's what she looks like. She's all black, but I did DNA, and she's a she's a Dalmatian monster mix. Oh, cute. And just having trouble um, getting through to her. I mean, we've made progress at Slow. We've had her for three months. So just would like to hear anything that I can do to ease her. She needs. We're working on training now. It's but it's um, and she's very smart and very receptive. But you know, it's just it's just kind of two steps forward, one step back with her. And what is she doing? Is she being fear aggressive? Like, what's her what's her problem? What's her yeah, issue? she has she has fear issues. I don't know what she went through, but it wasn't it was kind of traumatic. So she has fear issues. She uh, she does bite, um, and when she gets scared, she uh, or taken by surprise, mostly nips. Mm-hmm. You know, the herder kind of nipping, but then she did the other day. She did bite somebody and broke skin. And um, oh, it's just I, really. She just says, really I was sorry afterwards. I knew she was. I knew she was. When it happens, I'm not present. Mm. How can I when help it happens, her? I'm so scared. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. What would help me is tapping me on the head. Maybe if you just. Maybe that. What do you mean tapping you on the head? Tapping me on the head makes me stop. Um, she might just say, like, maybe somebody had gone down to pet her and it just calmed her for a second. Um, the the best thing that you can do for dogs that are fear aggressive are, well, one, teach them to retreat whenever they're scared and uh, that it's always safer with their person than it is, you know, trying to fend for themselves. And then the calming signals, which are, Licking, yawning, blinking the eyes, looking and looking away, sitting down, lying down, um, I say yawning, uh, licking the mouth. So those are so important. And so what you need to do when she is around um, people that make her nervous is praise her if you see her doing a licking, a yawning, or the blinking of the eyes. And if you see her start to close her mouth and stare, then you want to teach her to blink her eyes, look away, lick and yawn and retreat. Because um, the staring and the closing of the mouth is going to be right before um, any type of aggression. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So, yeah. um, and the worst thing, that, and I'm not saying that you're doing this, but the worst thing that anyone can do in fear aggression is to scold a dog at that time. Because right. what's when you scold a dog or do like a like a, a, a jerk on the collar or something, you are teaching the dog that um, that they're not safe around who's ever they're scaring them, and also that they're not safe with their handler. Mm. So it's important to to really not to say that you shouldn't get her out of the situation if she's being aggressive, but with fear aggression, definitely want to praise the the positive. Mm. Is she happy here? 
I'm happy I like their patience. Mm. Sometimes I get the chills. The other thing that's also really important is that whenever you rescue a dog, you may not really see their true personality for up to eight months. So if she's had any type of anything traumatic happen into her life, she can, what happens is once they start to feel safe in a home, then they can, um, their mind can start working out the old trauma. And sometimes behavior gets worse during that time because their post-traumatic stress gets worse because their mind is trying to work out what happened to them. So just be patient through that time, and then she'll get better after that. So it's not unusual to get better and then get worse, to get better and then get worse. But know that if you keep at it, it will get better. Takes a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of moving hands. And the thing about also about animals like this, I know this is going over two minutes. I yeah, <laughs> but, I'm watching um, the clock. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The things that are that um, that I had an animal like this. I mean, she's what taught me how to be a dog trainer, and or an animal trainer, and uh, it teaches you an enormous amount of patience, an enormous amount of being conscious at every moment. And to me, that was the biggest lesson of my life. Mm-hmm. And even though it was hard for me, it has paid off in so many different areas of my life. Oh, that's so, great. That's what I yeah. need. To <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, that's what I need here. That's 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 the um, you know, I I need to know that there really is payoff here somewhere. Yeah, there's definitely payoff, and it's not unusual to go forward and then go back. Just keep just keep at it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Good luck. Yeah. Keep us posted. Yeah. I can yeah. so relate to that, and I guess it's okay that you went over two minutes because that was a really good message. <laughs> I know I went through that too with with Ventura Dalmatian as well really difficult difficult beginning times yeah it got better right oh my gosh it got so much better and like you said yeah you know I I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about animals and it did really bleed into other parts of my life so you know it was really wonderful. So I love uh, it. Yeah, please. that's great. Uh, we have some questions in the chat room for Storm King, I think. Oh, I, I had posted. Wait, what did I say here? Oh, now I have to scroll back and we only have a few minutes. I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, man. I can't find it now. He's ready. Oh, here it is. Uh, 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 I don't know if anyone... <laughs> Okay, I can't remember. Anyway, Storm King, do you have anything to say to everyone? Words of wisdom. Stormy, do you have anything to say to anyone? Stormy says, I lived with an aggressive dog, and it takes so much patience and self-awareness to get to know who you are and just do it because then you can be wise like me. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel I, the same way. Yeah, it's true. And Stormy, you know, he pretty much got the blunt of Maya's craziness because, you know, yeah. when they, like, they could turn on, they turn on the other dog that's right next to them even though that dog didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could just imagine Storm King like staring, like, like what? You're biting me. I didn't even do anything. <laughs> oh, so next week, um, if anyone's interested, and if Storm, Laura, if you and Storm King are interested, I was thinking we could have people right on our Facebook page, uh, the Pet Psychic, Pet Psychic Radio Facebook page, not the, but Pet Psychic Radio, um, to ask Storm King for maybe his words of wisdom section. We can also ask him or any of the other animals questions. If you have questions that you would like to ask Storm King during Words of Wisdom, send it to oh. us um, on our Facebook page or to Pet Psychic to Pet Psychic Radio at gmail dot com. Pet Psychic oh, Radio at gmail dot com. Would you be interested in that? Would I be? Of course. Yeah. All right. See you all next week uh, for the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Go to thepetpsychic.com for more information about Laura Stinchfield. <laughs>
Bye, everybody. Talk to you. She can talk to the animals.